0: Good morning. My name is Kurt. I'm so glad to be with you here this morning. I'm not sure how I follow up those two boys, but I'm going to try. I wanted to begin today by thanking you. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but that bin of candy out there is absolutely overflowing. It's not a bin, it's like a whole Half the wall over there is full of candy, and that's because you all have been generous in giving the candy so we can have that outreach event uh, tomorrow, and I'm so excited for that because we have an opportunity to just love on our community, show that we can have fun and have a good time, and um, so thank you for bringing in all that candy, and I will say this last week has been really hard because I have to see it a lot. I, and, I, and so I will say, I will promise you that I did not eat any of it. I wanted to, but I did not eat any of it. Um, and so the, we're, we've been in this series, we've been talking about money. Um, last week we talked about the happiness of less, uh, the idea of being content with what we have, and then the idea of decluttering our lives, getting rid of things in, a, in our lives. Uh, that are that we need to get rid of and this week we're going to be talking about generosity and the happiness of more and you know one thing I think about I remember growing up and getting really excited about Christmas time I'd get excited about Christmas and you know the, the, the gifts would be there and I'd open them I'd be so excited it was so much fun and then then I became a parent and then, as a parent, I was like, wow, this is so much better. Because then I get the joy of giving gifts to my kids. And I get to watch them open their gifts. I know they love that I shared that picture there with you. <clears throat> but one of the things that we wanted to teach our kids early on is we wanted to teach them generosity. So, Early on each year, we would take them to Roslyn Elementary School, where they would have, they'd have like a book fair and a place to buy gifts and everything. And, and my wife and I would go there with them, and then we would take turns and take each of the kids over so that they could buy gifts for us for Christmas, so that they could learn generosity. And it was, it was so much fun, and it, and it just became this, this habit, this uh, each and every year where they would also give gifts to us. And it's, it's so much to the point now where they actually make their own money. Um, so they go out themselves and they buy gifts for Amanda and I. And it's gotten to the point where on Christmas morning, it's not a big rush to open your own gifts. We end up getting in arguments with our children because they want us to open the gifts that they gave us. And we want them to open the gifts that we gave them. And it's just, it's just so exciting because it creates that sense of joy of giving. The joy of generosity and giving to others and blessing others um, with what we have. So this morning, as I said, we learned about getting more doesn't bring happiness and contentment. Today we're going to talk about how giving more can. You've heard it said that money is the root of all evil. But I'll tell you that's not accurate. 1 Timothy 6.10 says this, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. You see, it says there, the love of money being the root of all sorts of evil. Money is simply a tool it can drive us to be discontent worried angry sad and we can go on and on but it can also cause relationship problems and conflict in marriages but if our perspective is more focused on being generous then it could be truly transformative we're going to take a look today at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 to 15 And in doing so, we're going to talk about how giving money away can create a lasting impact. Giving money away can create a lasting impact. Verse 6 says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. The world will tell you more significance comes from having more, piling up more, that millionaires, billionaires, and celebrities, that's, that's where it's at. That's where the, the real significance comes. Those people are impacting the world. But God says the opposite is true. It's in giving it away. To make a difference and to make an impact Take the advice uh, that John Wesley says. Gain all you can, save all you can, so that you can give all you can. If we're financially strapped so much that we can't pay our electric bill, then that inhibits our ability to give. But sometimes what we consider needs in our lives are not necessarily needs. So the question is, do you control your money, or does your money control you? We need to set a goal. We need to make a plan, and then we need to work that plan. That's one of the reasons why we talk about Financial Peace University here. Some of you took that class here this fall. We're planning to offer it again in the winter, probably likely in January, you know, after everybody's, you know, Um, spent too much on Christmas and they're in panic mode, right? So we do plan to offer that again, but that helps, a program like that helps us to make those plans. Because in order to have a lasting impact, sometimes we need to cut back. You know, there are several apps out there now that will help you manage all of your subscriptions. Have you ever come across something and you're like, oh man, look at that. That's only $4.99 a month. I could afford that. I could afford that streaming service for $4.99 a month. Great deal. And then you're like, oh, look at that one. Oh, I could have that one for $9.99 a month. That's, that's not $10. That's nothing, right? I could do that. And then before you know it, you're spending $200 a month on entertainment. And so much so that they come up with these apps because we've all lost ourselves in all these different subscriptions. So and again, i'm not promoting or trying to sell this particular app i 'm just trying to illustrate a point um, by sharing this one. This is from an app called True Bill. With so many subscriptions and monthly bills these days, it can be overwhelming to stay on top of everything and next thing you know you're accidentally paying for a streaming service or online subscription that you that you barely use so that's very appealing for for many that have a lot of different subscriptions, right but When you think about this, like, what are the things that we truly need? What are we spending our money on that's building into our lives or building into the lives of those around us? For me, a lot of my spending over the years has been about watching football. I love watching football. And I will say, I mean, most of you know that I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. And some of you are sorry for me for that. And I realize that. But I don't get to watch them a whole lot. So over the years, sometimes I've purchased the NFL ticket so I can watch the Cleveland Browns. And, or I've, I've get, gotten some kind of service so that I could watch football. And my wife and kids have known this historically. Even if we don't have the money, really, that's always been a thing for me. That's priority. Oh, I got to watch football. You know, that's it. You know? And, and so I'll tell you, and I recently, I recently, over recent years, been using YouTube TV, which is a streaming service, um, and to watch some of the games. But I made a choice this year to cut YouTube TV. I'm not telling you YouTube TV is wrong. No. I'm just saying, given what my priorities have been in my life, I'm making this choice as a next step for me. Because then I can take that $65 a month and then I can either put that towards bills or put that towards savings or I can have be more generous and more giving. So we want to make a lasting impact by our giving. But we also want to give with joy in our hearts. Verse 7 says this, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Andy Stanley says this, one of the best indicators of who you are is how you use the money that God has given to you. You see, God wants us to give, but what is the condition of our heart as we give? I know For most of my life, I was a reluctant giver. We say on Sunday mornings, we talk about giving, not to give out of obligation. And that's because of this verse. But for years, I gave with reluctance. You see, historically, I'm an impulsive spender. That means I spend without thinking, all right? I remember when Amanda and I first got married, and I just went out, and I bought a whole bunch of video games for the Xbox. And yes, that's the original Xbox, you know. Um, so I bought all these games for the Xbox. And then, and then I came home, and Amanda's like, do we have the money to buy all that? I said, I don't know. I just wanted it. <laughs> and and this, is, this was a reoccurring issue for a while, because I didn't like to sit down and talk about the budget, whereas... Amanda was one, she was the one to plan, to save, and, say, and, and and she was the generous one to see how we can give uh, more. She was the one to say, let's evaluate our spending and our budget. But I mostly didn't want any part of it. I wanted my money to use for what I wanted. And over the last 19 years, God has drastically changed my view of money. It all belongs to God anyways. One thing that prevents us from giving to God is our lack of planning. Notice how it says in verse 7 that give what we have decided in our heart. That means we think about it beforehand. That means we have a plan to give. We wouldn't want someone to give and then have their electricity shut off, right? So we have a plan. We must evaluate what our spending is and decide what we're able to give and then do it generously and with joy. Verse 8 says this, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You know, people often misuse verses like this to promote a lie called the prosperity gospel. The lie goes like this, if you give $10 to God today, then this week, he will give you $100. Or he will pay off your education loans. Or he'll give you a car. Okay? I'm not very good at that. Um, but ultimately, like it's, sometimes that's used uh, for the wrong purposes. Can God bless you financially if you give? Yes, he can. But does he promise it's going to be a financial blessing? No. He promises all sorts of other blessings, though. And the idea is generosity being our focus. Then we can become more thankful for what we have. We look for opportunities to help others. And then we end up being blessed by the relationships that result. Amanda and I support several missionaries personally, and there's great blessing to those relationships that result. When the missionaries return, they give us a report. We get to build into that relationship. We see how lives have been changed. And we're like, we got to be a part of that. We got to be a part of that by giving the financial gift so that more people could be reached for Jesus in a foreign country. But God is also doing work here. God is doing a great work here in Bridgewater. And we're seeing people come to know Jesus. We're seeing people get baptized. And we're seeing like, all sorts of life change through small groups and through student ministry and all different ministries. God is just doing a great thing in growing this church. Then verse 9, it says, As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Are you looking for opportunities to help? Does it break your heart to see people that are in need? Matthew 25, 40 says this. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Again, we're reiterating generosity This is a verse that we have up on our wall in our house. we made this decision to buy the home that we had, it was for the purpose of ministering to others, even the least of these. There's no one who's beyond the reach of Jesus. No one who's beyond the reach of his love and his mercy. So let our generosity extend to all. Verse 10 of 2 Corinthians 9 It says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. The more that we give, the more harvest that can happen. The more you sow into the good soil, the more increase that you can gain. The focus here is not on having more things for us just for us to enjoy as much as it is about having more impact for the kingdom of God. There will be more significance to what God will do in your life and in the lives of others. So giving money away can create a lasting impact. And secondly, it can create more joy. Giving money away can create more joy Verses 11 to 13. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. If you want to have more joy, give money away. Now to be clear, we're not just talking about more joy for us. We're talking about more joy for others. When you give to others, you create joy for them. They thank God for you. Others will praise God for you. Do you want to be a joy giver? Be generous financially. Now, most adults know about this joy, and one of the best ways to find that joy is to create it for others. As I said before, kids find joy in opening presents. Grown-ups find joy in watching kids open presents. That's why Jesus says in Acts 20.35, 20, 30, 20, it's more blessed to give than to receive. I think of how excited I was when I opened gifts as a kid on Christmas, but how much more was I excited to watch my children, to watch my kids open those gifts. Or at Christmas time, you think about helping out a family. You're able to help out a family, and then, on, and then they're able to give, give gifts to their children, and they're able to experience that joy because of your Financial generosity. We've tried to teach our our kids about this generosity of giving over these years, and now that they're older, it's neat to see that they're catching that joy, as I mentioned in the beginning of the message. I see, because joy is one of the most powerful weapons that we have against Satan. I think Christians need to tap into the power of joy. C.S. Lewis says that joy is a serious business of heaven. That's why at Bridgewater, we don't apologize for having fun. We like to enjoy, we like to have a good time, we like to enjoy ourselves, that's not shallow. Joy is deep. Tomorrow at the Halloween event, there's going to be a lot of fun happening here. And we're excited about that because joy can give people a light of hope. Joy can crack the most cynical heart. Joy can protect from logic and arguments. But how do you stop the power of joy in and from the people of God? Nehemiah says, the Lord is our strength. He doesn't say my strength. He says the Lord is our strength. And I'll tell you, some of the greatest joys I've ever had, experienced, is with other people And helping other people. The person receiving that gift thanks God. And they experience that joy. And then they communicate that to someone else. And then they bless somebody else. And then down the road, someone else is blessed that you haven't even met. Because of your generosity. I'll never forget one time. It was after a missionary spoke at a service. And, um, you know, after that service... I went up to him and I said, you know, we want to support you, your ministry, for X amount a month. And, like, I never met this guy before. And he just, like, leaps up and gives me a huge hug, you know. And he was just, like, it was just so much joy in participating with him in the gospel. And ever since then, we've been able to build that relationship, be involved with him in praying for him and giving him uh, financial gifts so that the ministry can flourish where he is in the country that he's serving. And that's what it's about. It's creating that more joy. So it's about making a lasting impact. It's about more joy, and it's about more prayer. More prayer for you. Verse 14. And in their prayers for... In their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Do you want more people to pray for you? Be generous and they will pray. And it won't be a prayer out of obligation. It won't be like, I guess I got to pray for Kurt today. No, it says their hearts will go out to you. They will pray passionately for you. And I'll tell you that This is is another thing that, that you guys don't get to see, but like during the week, all the pastors from Bridgewater get together and we pray for you. We pray for what's happening in Bridgewater. We pray that God would move and God would do great things. We're thankful for the generosity that has been here. And then Paul ends this section in verse 15 with thanks be to God for his indescribable Gift. Jesus died for me, which makes me thankful and generous, which leads me to give, which makes others thankful. And they share what God has done for them. And then they become thankful. The goodness of God goes on and on. Paul is just overwhelmed by that. And he says, Jesus' sacrifice, what an indescribable gift. That's why we do what we do. Because of what Jesus has done for us. You see it on the wall out there. He gi- we give because he gave. Money can bring us more eternal significance, more happiness, and more prayer if we give it away. So, do you have a plan for giving? Some ideas to help you, is a, a thought is to give regularly regularly to give proportionately and to give sacrificially. Some of you may be sitting there and you're, you're pushing back on this message and you're like, God wasn't, doesn't want me to give money because I give my time. And I'll tell you what, I cannot tell you how many times I said that. How many times I said that because I would pour myself into the church and into people all the time. And as I continue to do that, but God wants more than that. I can't tell you the joy that I've experienced when I truly let go and become a generous person financially that God wants me to be. These verses that we're reading today are not talking about time. They're talking about money. And they're addressed to followers of Jesus. The Bible tells us to do both. What would you think of someone who said, I don't have to serve people or spend time with people or be nice to people because I give money. Would be would be, be like, that's okay. No, of course we wouldn't say that. So the opposite is, isn't okay either. We know God wants both. And I teach this because this is what the Bible teaches. And God knows better, certainly, than me and knows better than all of us. And I teach this because... I don't want you to miss out on some of the greatest opportunities for joy and significance in the Christian life. Give. It is worth it. And as we wrap up this morning, I'll tell you how much, how grateful I am for the opportunity that I have to serve Jesus. I get to tell people about Jesus. I get to give towards the work that Jesus is doing. My wife and I, we give regularly. We've given regularly for, all, for the three years that we've been here. And we plan to give sacrificially to Vision 2022 this year. And you know, there's one of the applications, because there can be many of the next steps for you today, as you consider this message, one of them might be giving Division Twenty Twenty Two. And I just wanted to give you an update on that. Number one, for those of you that are new and don't and don't know, um, we're raising five hundred thousand um, dollars in order to purchase a new Tonganike building. Because if you haven't noticed, we're, we're, we're running out of space. We've recently gone to three services. Um, so we're looking at purchasing a new building and also um, investing in new leaders for Bridgewater, as well as in the future starting a new campus. So these are all part of the Vision 2022 um, giving And I will tell you how thankful I am for what God is continuing to do. You see a lot of the things up front about what God is doing. But I see like all the time through just small groups, through individual meetings with people about how God is working, um, how God is changing people's lives on a regular basis. And it's just so exciting to see. So if you would like... To participate in that part, if God is leading you in that way, to to participate in Vision 2022, uh, on the screen is that QR code. And then as you head out, um, there's opportunities uh, where you could fill out uh, something and put it in the vision card and put it in the box or in the basket as you leave. But I want to say this. This message has been about giving, but it's about giving with a cheerful heart. So I would say if you're going to give, don't do it because you feel guilty because Kurt said something this morning. Give because you are giving out of a cheerful heart. You're giving because you want to see God do more things. And vision might be one of those things. Maybe God is working in a different way for you as far as your generosity. It might be for the vision today, but it might be for something else. A great, fantastic ministry uh, that Bridgewater supports monthly is called CareNet. And they provide counseling and Bible studies and physical needs for women who are pregnant or just had a baby. They provide uh, actually services for the men as well. But it's a fantastic ministry that we support here at Bridgewater. That may be something that you might want to be generous with um, this year. And it also, may be, maybe it's helping a friend or family that's in need, a family member, or somebody in your small group. Maybe someone's been on your heart that you're, oh, man, you know what? I, I, God's been working on my heart to be generous. I'm going to help with this. Or maybe it might be reevaluating your spending. Maybe you want to get one of those apps or something. Uh, maybe you want to find out what... Evaluate what your spending is so that you can better assess, better cut back so that you can more confidently give. Like it's the last one there, creating a budget so that you can more confidently give. So I ask you to consider some of these next steps. If God is working in your heart in a certain way, I encourage you to respond in that way with joy because God is doing great things and he's going to continue to do that. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the whole reason why we give. It's because you gave your son so that we could have life. You've given us life. You've given us salvation that is free if we've trusted in your son. So I pray, God, that you would continue to transform our lives. Help us to let everything go and give it to you for your honor and for your glory. And may you just continue to make more and better disciples of Jesus here at Bridgewater and around the world. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for how it guides us. And I pray that we would please you this week. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.